Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. Stay tuned for a new episode of the Mangina Dialogues. I gotta hit record too. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again with your host Nick Scopes and the Gregolicious. You know how we do, cause you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a fool swung titty. About get kitty, cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty. And we make shit sound so damn pretty. Gin, cause this sunny inch comedy. And right now you're in the mix. So get ready, cause we about to get it poppin'. And we ain't stopping. I'm educated, unfiltered, unhinged. This the man Jana dialogue. Hello and welcome to the Mangina Dialogues. I'm your host, Nick Scopes. And I'm the Craigalicious. I hate that you switch your name every time we <laughs> do this now. I know. You're the worst. Anyway, today our guest is the very funny Maddie Smith. What's going on, Maddie? How are hey you? Hey guys, what's up? I'm interested to know why you think the theme song applies to me. Well, not Other than I'm a woman. Is that no. it? <laughs> No, of no. course. <laughs> no. That, before that, that. before we recorded, they were like, "Oh, you are only one of two people that this theme song." I think is it because it's hip hop. Let me yes. translate. Yeah. yeah, let me translate. Greg's yeah. an old white man, and he probably goes, yes. Oh, fuck off. For you those like who can't see. <laughs> yeah. Like Outside of Wild and Out, I have I don't know anything about hip hop, but I want to let you know that I appreciate that you think I'm cool. <laughs> that's very nice of you, you that was the, well that was the those, some of those freestyle things i was watching yeah really? i practiced <laughs> <laughs> Good. It, it, it otherwise does, i have no rhythm <laughs> you say that because one of the things me and nick were talking about before we you jumped on is that like when i watched like your instagram in your you know your comedy sets mm -hmm. it's it's like two totally different people it's yeah. like you know you're on that show and it's like then you cut to, you know, you doing stand-up. It's like mm -hmm. total two totally different people. Yeah, uh, so I, just, I think it's just a different ball game. Yeah, this show is so different from just yeah. doing stand-up. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it looks like it's an incredible amount of fun. Yeah, it's it's fun, uh, stressful when we film because right. if you're new, and I think this is any TV show that you get any sort of first job in show business, you have to prove yourself. Yeah. Because you get episodes based on your performance. It's like SNL, if someone's funny, you see them yep. more. If not, you'll see them in the background. Yep. So that's, it's psychologically, until the season's over and we're done filming, I'm like, I cannot relax. <laughs> right, how, so how, how long have you been on it? Uh, two seasons. Two seasons, and mm -hmm. how did you get it? Like, it was just, just auditioning or? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Someone posted, some girl I follow was like, we're, I'm casting for Wild and Out. We're looking for roast battlers and rap battlers. And I roast battle in the city. And I was like, I don't think my career goal is to be on Wild and Out, but might as well. <laughs> Why would I say, no, I'm not going to apply to this. What, you know? And then I got the audition and I was like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got the show and I was like, okay, well, here we go. What was, the, uh, <laughs> what was the audition process like? What did they make you do? Um, they were like, come prepared um, to rap battle someone on the show and play one of our games. And 
so I had to like, I, I prepared like a ton of different bars or rep lines for like different cast members on the show and um, just like insults. And so I did stand up for the first five minutes for the producers and Nick Cannon. And then I, and then they were like, all right, what else you got? And I was like, oh, I wrote some raps. It was a, a lot looser than what they said. But then I did rapping and then there was a callback with a two team rap battle. Wow. And I, I threw some more lines in and then they fly, flew me down to Atlanta for like a week of what they call workshops, right. which is just like another audition process. Cause during that week they cut people more so it was a big big thing to get through yeah yeah um you have any aspirations to write rap theme songs for podcasts <laughs> are you guys looking <laughs> <laughs> we're in the, we might be in the market i should i did one i don't do a ton of stuff but i've re- recently i was like i should post more raps on my instagram i feel like my followers would like that yeah and then i did it someone asked me to do a cameo rapping for them for their first anniversary and it turned out pretty fucking good and i was like <laughs> i gotta get on this rap train i gotta be like little dicky you know I, yeah, oh my god so funny are you yeah. doing a lot of cameo no like once every two weeks something will float in Right. My rate is so low that that's how much I hate myself. My cameo <laughs> rate is like fifteen fucking dollars, and every time I get a new request, I'm like, oh, I gotta raise that rate, and then I yeah, forget, right. and then another one comes in. <laughs> but definitely not my main source of income. I'm not famous. Right. I think like the number one is like Gilbert Gottfried, and uh, yeah, it's a weird, really weird app. Yeah, it really is a weird app. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So is, is I mean, are you? Is there a new season of Wild now happening? Uh, like we, we, filmed, they- uh, we filmed a season in December, right. and, and now I'm not sure what's happening because Viacom kind of cut ties with Nick Cannon uh, right. recently. Um, but I think they're still figuring out what's going on with the show. I, last I heard was we're figuring it out, and they can't film during Corona anyway. Because yeah. we were supposed to film a season in May and it got postponed indefinitely because the show relies on a live audience yeah, yeah. Um, more no than life, any right. sort of talk show. So yeah. I think they're still figuring it out. Yeah. It's, I, mean, it, I mean, I'm sure they're going to figure it out because I, I work with Viacom Nickelodeon on a lot of stuff. Oh, oh yeah. I know how popular that show is for them. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's the number one show. Yes. It's like the number one unscripted show. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And it's so it's such a well-oiled machine, and that's right. very rare that you find that in like a comedy show. Yeah. It's like it's so because you film for so long and you tighten it up, and it's a really strong twenty-two minute show. Yeah. So I would be surprised if it went away right. completely. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. It's yeah, a, like you said, it's a machine, and yeah, you know, it's hard for them to put those machines in the closet. You know, they're so yeah. To their, I know totally. So when you're like, how much preparation for you goes into each episode of that show? Um, It's more so for logistic purposes, you find out what games you're playing. Each show is each episode set up the same way. It's like three different games and one of them's like hit on the woman and you get a point. And then the (laughs) final round is always the two team wild style. So there's always four games total. So you know what games you're playing. 
um, just so that the it's not chaotic for the filming because they have to block it out and stuff. Um, but you don't know exactly what's, it's kind of like, it's half and half. You kind of know what you're gonna be doing and for blocking purposes, you know like, oh, I'll be going up at that time. But in the wild style, you don't really know what's gonna happen. That's like the most chaotic part of the right. show. And then you don't know if any of your jokes are gonna work either. So it's like a little bit of preparation and then a lot of off the cuff stuff. Are there different, like do they, I mean, I'm sure there's multiple takes, but if mm. like jokes aren't hitting, do they, like ha what do they do? Is it just? It just, they, I've never seen them do another take. Really? I, they always just keep, yeah. Oh wow. Um, there's, I've seen episodes that were like, and not a lot of stuff worked and the producers are like, well, that'll be a tough one to edit. <laughs> um, but I've never seen, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much you in this game and then everyone goes up and hits on the woman and you're watching and you're like okay that'll make the episode that won't that was really funny and then you cut you have a, i had a pretty good feeling what was gonna go into an episode and what what of mine would get cut but i never saw them recut anything i maybe saw them like a couple times the lady on the stage was like stop we have to fix a camera shot or something like that but it's all pretty pretty live in terms of there's not a lot of, I've never seen anyone ask to redo a joke. Like if it bombs, sucks for you. Because <laughs> there's like, there's enough cast members where statistically yeah. out of 16 people making a joke, yeah. four of them will go into an episode. Yeah. You're going to get 22 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, without any problem. They leave like the bombs yeah. in. Like I've seen people like mm -hmm. blow it and they're just, just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's funnier. It's for the audience at it's home. Really they're like, funny. oh, that's embarrassing for him. A yeah. funny bomb can be really funny um, or just something weird. A lot of my stuff gets in because it's pretty mean or I'm just so white that right. it's like a, a nice <laughs> contrast to everything. So a lot of stuff I did, I was like, that's gonna go in. That's gonna be in. It was just, you can, you can kind of feel it. And they've had 15 seasons, so they've yeah. probably seen it all. Of course, yeah. So for like a girl to come in and do a different take on the hitting, a hitting on a woman and stuff like that, I feel like I was at an advantage with a lot of my stuff. Do you have a say in what you're, um, what you wear? Yeah. You, you do? Yeah. Well, when I went into the wardrobe the first day, they were like, okay, so the producers told us that you're actually going to be more casual than the other girls. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Thanks, producers, for calling me ugly. <laughs> um, were, you so, like, were you like, why? She's I was like, like what the why, fuck? Why is that? what that's so rude and then um but personally i only wear like t-shirts and stuff like that so uh, the other girls very attractive very like scantily clad i i respect that but for me my funniest persona is when i'm uh in very casual clothing stand-up right. too if i wear like a dress to a stand-up show i'm like oh <laughs> what is going on i feel very weird i feel yeah. like a different person so you kind of want to be what's most comfortable for you Right. So when you go into wardrobe, you're like, oh, I like that, 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 and that. And they put all on your rack. And then they're like, when you run out of stuff, we'll get you more. There's like a huge room of jerseys and dresses and clothes. It's like really overwhelming. And sneakers right. too, yeah. Yeah, I know the sneaker must, the sneakers room must be amazing. Yeah. And sunglasses and 
jewelry and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> you ever forget cool. to return it? Like, oh, I got to go. I'm in a rush. I'll I'm like, oh, back. my God, I saved these Jordans. My bad. <laughs> no, they're pretty, they're pretty good at staying on top of it. Um, except for the season 14 when we – it was the last red and black season, and then we switched over to the new color scheme. So the red and black stuff, they were like, take whatever. They On the last day, they were right. like, take whatever. But then for the new season, they held on to more stuff. What did you take? Pants, shirts, hoodies, so socks. I have, I have one. I have so many wild and out clothes. Right. I, I don't wear them a lot because people at at the McDonald's near me, there's kids who go there. And one time I wore a wild and out shirt, and they were like, "Yo, she got a wild and out shirt. That's dope." And I was like, "I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be in this position. I'm just. It's the morning, and I just want a coffee." I could just see um, you walking in New York, just have like a bedazzled wild and out hoodie. Yeah. Everyone just staring at you like that. Right. Sequence basketball jersey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Because without the people don't recognize me. I also haven't been in public that much since the since I got a lot of followers. Like I got to forty k followers in March in like April, and I'm like, well. I guess I'll find out next year if I'm famous. Because Jacob Williams, if you guys know him, if you guys know Jacob, he used to be on Wild and Out. And when he's in public, people are like, oh, my God, you're Jacob. I just haven't been able to experience it yet. So right. I'm just sitting at home trying to entertain these new followers as best Never. I can. <laughs> Honestly, you're doing – I mean, that's how I – got familiar with you is from your instagram and it's oh really oh yeah it's hysterical thank you i appreciate that it's like oh my god it's really hard though week after week i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do this i'm like running out of ideas (laughs) i was was just rolling through it before just to get a little prepared and i was telling nick about one of the like your america's next top model video oh hell yeah that was a good one i was like dude you gotta go watch this one and he Without even seeing it, he was just hysterical laughing at the premise. Wow. Dude, the premise like, started minutes. dying. I was like, it's so always- dumb. <laughs> I know. Hey, doesn't matter. It's funny. Literally, always this girl who's like, yeah, I was raised in a three-bedroom house, and everyone around me had a four-bedroom house. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, Dude, and they're all, exactly. it's so formulaic, too, yeah. with the B-roll and the... <laughs> walking outside That's exactly yeah. right though i want to talk about your uh your stand-up i was watching your stand-up sets uh, i think one you did at new york comedy club i believe yeah yeah and, and it was on youtube and i gotta say you came on and like immediately started killing it and you stayed killing it the whole time well thank you <laughs> and rarely do you see that i mean like consistent yeah. Thing totally. and moving fast and like it's hard but i yeah. was able to follow everything mm-hmm. it was really well done I mean, thank you i appreciate that. it's hard to get that on tape too i think that's the biggest thing is like some of the best sets i've had not not taped not recorded at all just crushing and then once you put that tripod up it's like yep i'm bombing <laughs> for no reason um and that's the hardest thing about stand-up is getting that shit on tape i'm nervous for if I ever do like a special or something like a Netflix or anything, if I, if I fuck that shit up, Oh my God. Cause I have the best sets when I'm, when no one's watching. That's what <laughs> Greg always gets on me because I like, he's like, I'll have like a really good set and he'd be like, did you film that? I'm like, no, I didn't want no, to. I was free. Me neither. I actually, I yes. love being there with Nick bombs. It's, it's really fulfilling to me. Oh, personally. it's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's I, 
those are some of my favorite shows is when I'll get yes. with a bunch of our friends and one after the other, it's like that contagious laughter, but like yeah. one, one guy starts bombing and yeah. whatever, it's just a consecutive string of bombs. Yeah. And I, like I would choose to go to see one of those shows as much yeah. as I would go to see. Yeah, totally. It's only happened a handful of times, but still. Yeah, only uh, 15, 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> He's only done stand-up 21 times. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have um, a friend who you can bomb in front of and laugh about it um, yeah. because it's going to happen. Yeah. I realized yeah. more often than I wanted to, well, you know? <laughs> that's like, that. that's actually the story how me and Nick you know, really started going down this comedy road together is he, he was telling me one time that he does stand up, right? You know, open mm-hmm. mics and shit. And I'm like, oh man, I, I got to come see you. And I'll, at some point I wound up going fully expecting him to just suck, right? Yeah. I, I figured, yeah, this guy I know barely, I'm yeah. sure it suck, but it'll be great because then I can make fun of him for who knows how long, but it'll, I'll always have that over him. And I went, he goes up and he, of the 20 comedians, he was by far the best. That's and right. I sat there so angry. Yeah. This motherfucker just ruined. A solid. Right. It could be the only night he was there for right. good, but it happened That's to be the great. night. That if the first time someone sees you, you crush, oh, it's the best fucking. Because if they see you and you bomb, they will think you're unfunny until. You crush in front of them like four more times. It's exactly. Like- <laughs> That's like I was. I'm the. I was the most nervous whenever there's like people from home or friends that haven't seen me. Yes, me too. From work, yeah. I'm like, this is like I'm freaking. I'm hate freaking out. <laughs> hate when people come see me or. If, oh, I hate. I hate. I hate so much because you know even if they even if it's the tightest crowd ever and you kind of did well for the crowd if it's not like a killer show and you destroy they're gonna think you suck yeah they lose faith in your career i had too many people come out to see me in my first year of stand-up and they never came ever again (laughs) (laughs) you had to like what then they're gonna ask you for tickets when you do record i know can i have tickets you'll be like go fuck yourself where were you just wait it happened when i got on wild and out i had like an aunt and uncle who came to see me like within my first few months of stand-up right. and I didn't bomb. I was just too dirty for them. Right. And they're severely like Catholic, you know, weirdos about women talking about sex and stuff. And it was just, and then since then they never asked about stand-up. They never said congratulations. But then once I got on TV, they're sharing all over Facebook. Yeah. Right. That's my niece. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> you fucking talk shit about me just because I had one dirty joke. And it's, like the family thing is very weird too yeah, yeah. nick's whole act not whole act but a lot of his act is about his dad really? so i like watching when his dad comes i just like stare yeah. at his father while he's telling these jokes you know all about yeah. his dad and my dad yeah. gets you know. it though man he like yeah he, he admits like he goes he goes yeah i remember that happening totally I definitely- nick created bits out of his dad's reactions at stand-up shows that he's done yeah that's great I have a lot of jokes about my dad too. He's cool with them too. I feel yeah. like the older your parents get, they're just like, "What fucking ever?" As my dad, my dad's seventy years old. My father's yeah. seventy, so he really yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like even when like totally. to bring up like when coronavirus started, I was like, "Dad, you know, you're seventy years old. Like you got to be careful." And he goes, "Nah, right. 
And I go, what do you yeah. mean? Nah. And he goes, it doesn't happen to me. And I go, <laughs> right. what doesn't happen to you? The virus? He's like, yeah, it's right. not going to happen to me. And I was oh like, my okay. gosh. <laughs> okay, man. Cool. He wor- yeah. He's been working the whole time. No quarantine, right. nothing. Like he's wow. like, I'm good. I respect that. I mean, he's living his life. He has to. I, I allowed my life to shut down just because, what, so I would get a cough? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> what, it's, it's a weird, not, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's a weird time. and We really mm-hmm. know what's happening. We also don't know what's happening. Not a, in like 10 years, we're all going to be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah coughing right. on like, each other. Remember the yeah. year vacation we all took together, the whole yeah. world? <laughs> it's going to be so weird. But no one I left their like, house. It's going to be so fucking, like in 10 years, it's going to be like, that was weird. And yeah. it'll all be over and we'll all be traumatized for a minute for the rest and of our lives. there'll be three places left in the world to do comedy at. <laughs> yep. And one of them will be Atlantic City. <laughs> of all places we can't get rid of, we can't get fucking rid of I Atlantic know, it's going to be around forever. <laughs> Although, you know, someone, I don't know who... I was talking to this week, went up to the, one of the casinos in Connecticut mm-hmm. and told me it was like nothing was, nothing was going on. People were oh. sitting on top of each other and mm. doing all kinds of shit. And like, it, yeah. you know, it's an Indian reservation, so they have their own fucking room. Oh, totally, yeah. So it's like nothing is happening there. Right. It's happening outside the rest of the world. They had like right. a big comedy show, a couple hundred people. And I'm like, really? Just crazy. Oh. Really but, crazy. And you know what? Comics are allowed to make that choice, too. Yeah. No one's saying you're not allowed to go to the yep. reservation and perform. And personally, I don't think I would. I feel right. like even when I'm inside with masks with other people, I'm like, oh, so it'll take a while for me. But it's crazy that we have that choice. Have you done any of the outside shows in the city? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done a bunch. I've done yeah. probably like 20 to 25. And oh, wow. um, it's hard because I haven't been doing stand i'm my best stand-up when i'm on my like fourth saturday night and i'm like could do it with my eyes closed so it's hard for me because i'm a fast talker i'm stumbling over my words i do crowd work and i can't do crowd work right now because the quarantine turned me kind of autistic and um (laughs) it's um, i can't look people in the eye it's really hard and but they're fun for what they are right I just they're hard because even when you're outside you can't hear the laughs either everyone feels like they're bombing right yeah it's a weird we uh we started doing them sort of halfway outdoors at one show and like it's really Mm -hmm. on like a main street yeah I haven't done stand-up in since March right right and then I get on stage and like within the first second of my first joke there's a horn like yes honks behind you I'm like yeah oh fuck (laughs) it's really ridiculous i was on a rooftop and four minutes into my set there's a huge church right behind and the church bells started going off during my set and it's you there's distractions left and right babies running around parks dogs horns it's crazy yeah now maddie when did you what got you into stand-up like what started all this um, so I'm originally from upstate. I'm from Buffalo and graduated school, lived upstate for a year. And then I moved to New York city for a job. And I was like, I'm in the center of comedy. I might as well start. Cause I always wanted to do it, but I never did it. I was always like making excuses cause I was raised in a pretty like nine to five household. They're like, you're going to go to school and you're going to get a salary and health insurance and you're never going to ask us for money so i never knew like how to be creative 
so once I moved to New York, I was like, well, I don't live near my parents anymore. And the success rate might be high. Cause I was in Rochester, New York, and there was like one open mic a week. And I was like, I'm not starting with you losers. <laughs> so when I moved to New York, I was like, okay, this is legit. There's like the cellar was here and you can see the clubs and you're like, oh my God, like this is where Amy Schumer started. And you're like, okay, I'm a little bit more inspired. So I started in New York city and I just started going to an open, I started in an open mic. And then after that, I just went every night. There was no like question. It was like, yeah, we're just going to do this now until it turns out. When, when did you know you were funny? Um, in my life, you mean? Well, either in your life or it's, or when you started doing stand Um, I was always like the funny in the friend group and the funny in class and always the comedic relief. So I, and I always knew like, I should probably do like a comedy career. Right. I didn't know how, and I never watched stand up really. I didn't even know that Tina Fey wasn't a stand up. I thought everything was the same, you know? Right. So when, when I started stand up, it kind of just clicked. And within like a month of doing it, I was having some pretty good jokes hit and it, it went, it was pretty immediate. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was very encouraging. Because I, I quit things quickly. Right. So I think if it didn't click within a few months, I would have bailed. Right. Yeah. And I feel what, that. Yeah. I keep trying to get Nick to quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, if anything, let's let's be real here. I did it like maybe like four times. And then after mm-hmm. Greg saw me, he just kept fucking bothering me oh. about, <laughs> hey, you should do it again. We should start an open mic. I'm like, who? Get away Ridiculous. from me. What do you want? Ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. so rude i know look at his fucking thing he has around his My neck what, God. Is yeah, what is that <laughs> <laughs> i see it's very prideful it's actually tie-dye it's you're wearing tie-dye it's tie-dye yeah yeah, yeah you're right you're right i have a shirt that looks like that um so uh yeah so pretty much it was pretty i wouldn't say easy but it's very straightforward everyone's right. like how do I get into comedy? You literally just go on stage as much as you can in your region. Yeah. It's like everyone anything. asks me how to, yeah, you just, I don't like, I don't have you, everyone learns their own joke writing style and all jokes are different. Yeah. How like long have you been doing it? When did you start? Uh, like four and a half years ago. Right. Yeah. And do you, obviously with the TV show, I imagine that must occupy a lot of time and clearly probably you can't have a really another job when you were doing that right. because it must take, does it, it does it shoot in New York? Or it shoots well, in actually the show shoots um, all at once. So right. it's only like two weeks at a time. Oh, wow. So we go with the first season I was in was last May in Atlanta and I went down for two to three weeks and then I came back up, but I was working nine to five until I did the show. So I quit did the show, came back with like a big chunk of change because you get paid right. per episode. So that's when I was able to just do stand-up as a career because I had like a big enough money for like... Where stand- And then I started hosting at the clubs, which pays right. more, like 100, 125 a show. So you do like 10 of those a month, there you go. Yeah. And then we filmed the next season I was in in December. So it's like twice a year or once a year right. to film the seasons. And then outside of that, I'll do like uh, headlining weekends or digital shoots for MTV that all kind of pay the bills and take up time. So I used right. to have 
day jobs up right. until a little over a year ago. Right. And what's happening now? I mean, obviously, you know, not beside the obvious. So you're still yeah. doing um, like digital stuff? Um, not at the moment. I think only now is, so I did an MTV digital in January for them. And that only recently was released like within a month ago. And now I think MTV's now getting back there. I think only now are people like, okay, let's um, start shooting. Let's produce animated stuff or let's do at home stuff. I think everyone was at a stalling point for a while. And now they're like, we have to produce stuff. So until like two weeks ago, I was kind of just doing the unemployment and living off that pandemic money. Yep. <laughs> and now I'm now it's New York State unemployment, but no pandemic money. Doing some outdoor stuff. Yeah, I haven't really been, uh, um, what's it called, needing money because I saved so much. Right. That I'm kind of just chilling right now, and then casually trying to get stuff, but also knowing the industry is kind of at a dead zone right now. Right. The yeah. weird time. Really. I'm trying to just like focus on the online persona that I wasn't able to do before. And like for a long time, I was like, oh, I should do YouTube. And now I'm doing YouTube. So I'm trying to just like build that up and kind of like taking like the Andrew Schultz route of like right. do your own thing. And yep. at the end of the day, people will watch your stuff yeah. and share your Instagrams more than a show on Netflix. Yeah. So. And you started yeah. a podcast. I mean, not just, yeah. but you have your own show. Yeah, I have a podcast with Jordan Jensen. She's really cool. Flatbottom girls, kind of just like you guys. We've got to just riff and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, and she's incredibly funny also. She's really cool. Love her, yeah. Um, yeah, I was watching I was watching some of it. I was watching her Instagram, and like I was just in tears. Like, you guys are yeah. a good team. Thank you. Yeah, I don't she's know great. How, like, you guys are going to get through without... I mean, I don't know. I, so many episodes of just utter laughter. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> the point. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, it's you. very, very unstructured. And yeah. I literally don't give a fuck. I mean, yeah. like, you have to, I feel like you have to have one because I'm really good at promoting like my videos and my youth and my stand up shows. But I'm like, if you do too much, you're going to spread your audience thin. Yep. So I had just like this podcast that I'm relatively passive about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people are, they, they get overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if you have fans, they, they want to consume your goods. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Uh, in your act, you were talking about how you were pretty wild in college. Was that true? Or is that just for the stage? Yes. Dude, no, wild? I blacked out so fucking much. I, <laughs> I think I have brain damage from how much I blacked out in college. And, um, I can't, I think it's because living in Buffalo and where I went to school, it was so cold. Where'd you go My to school? school was in the middle of nowhere. SUNY Geneseo is near Rochester, between Rochester and Buffalo. Yeah. It was in like the valley, the Genesee Valley, where the wind and the snow is so strong. And it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like a college town in the middle of a farmland and no Did culture. Genesee mail? Yeah. Genesee oh. beer. Oh, and yeah. um, That's Odessa. Yeah. I know. Oh, Des Vodka. Um, and we, I like, I don't know, just from the beginning of my alcohol life, it, uh, I just thought like, if you get drunk, you have to black out. Right. And, and I blacked out like <laughs> every weekend of college and I'm glad I'm not dead really because I had friends who got me home every time <laughs> and I should, I th really think I should be dead right now. 
Well, good I, thing you're not, and good thing you have good friends. I know. <laughs> have you guys either fully blacked out before? <laughs> only, only a handful of times for me. Yeah, that's got my, ten minutes or yeah. something, but my, I would I would literally lose the night for ten hours oh, yeah, at a time. And, right, and people would recap and be like, "You were doing this and this," and me the first time it happened, I laughed. I feel like the first when you first hear that, you should be scared right. and never make it happen. But well, I was like, you know, "I'm awesome." You know what my problem was, which I think is the bit you know, it's is an enormous problem with drinking too much. Mm-hmm. That my friends never would think I was that wasted like yeah. i could have yes. been blackout drunk but yeah. presented myself as just totally not not sober but not that yes. drunk so no one ever said to me man you should stop drinking or maybe put that right. one down or don't do that extra three shots of jack daniels right and so i would do them and just yes. keep piling the blackout on and never would be yes. like i didn't even think you were that drunk but you stole that cop car and you wound yes. up in the river it's it happened to me too because when I get hammered, I'm just chatty. I'm just very complimentary, yep. and it's not until it's like 3 a.m. that I'm my eyes are in the back of my head. But by then, everyone's drunk, so yeah, they can't right. tell. So I'm blackout from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. And <laughs> no, oh so and like I'm like you, just very just kind of like super chatty, and everyone's like you're so nice. That's how I made all my friends, is because yep. they're like you're the nicest person ever. You're so funny. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But then sober, I'm like, don't talk to me. I've had the Hi. I've had the I've had the opposite where like people have accused me of being drunk when I was stone cold sober. <laughs> They're like, you know what you were doing last night? Oh, right. <laughs> oh there you are. You froze for a second. Did it cut out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. No, I was saying I've been accused of the opposite where like people will think I'm drunk. Like, dude, you oh. were dancing on tables and doing this. And I was like, Yeah, I did, I had like two drinks that's just who wow that's just who i am i remember blacking out one time throwing up waking up in completely new outfit new clothes oh yeah and then i was like after that i'm an anxious person i was like i'm never doing this shit again i was young (laughs) too. i was like i should have i was like 14 and i remember and i was like oh that's really young it's a little young I don't know why. I think it's because I moved a lot as a kid and I was such a people pleaser that when I got the affirmation of like, you are so fun and funny last night, I was like, I'm going to continue that rather than <laughs> what I would. Now I would say I hate myself. I'm never going to let that happen. But back then I was like, awesome. I was like, yeah. I was the life of the party. I'm going to let that happen again. <laughs> the next night. Yeah. So I have- Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, Greg, did you ever drink so much that you couldn't get it up? Oh, wow. There you go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Tough guy. Uh, I mean, it, let's say I, I have. I think there might be a solution now. for you. Yes. There's oh. this thing called Blue Chew. Blue Chew. What is Blue Chew, Nick? Blue Chew has the same ingredients as Cialis and Viagra and a little chewable pill. It's super cute. <laughs> you could go to a doctor. It's discreet online. You don't have to go in person. And when they mail it to you, like I've said, Greg, your neighbors will never know that it's getting mailed to your house. It's fun. Can you take more than one at a time? You can take 75 all at once. No. <laughs> Probably don't want to do you that. You can only take one. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. No one listen to me. Yeah, definitely don't listen to Nick. It's not part of the cues. <laughs> can I so take a blue shoe? Can yes. you? That would yeah, be a can win. Do you struggle with erectile dysfunction, Maddie? 
Yeah, my dick is so soft all the time. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> it's an innie. It's one of those. It is. Yeah, definitely. It's it's, it's I, a grower. It's not a shower. Not it's a grower, not a shower. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nick, how does someone go about getting these cute little blue pills? Well, the online physician consult, by the way, is free. You don't have to do anything. And then uh, we have a deal for you guys. You visit bluechew.com, get your first order free when you use promo code MANGINA. Just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code MANGINA. 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 So, Maddie, what, what do you think? Like, what, you know, say you're dating someone mm-hmm. and they pull out a little packet and it's mm-hmm. got a little blue tab in it and they're like yeah i just need a little extra something like what what are you like what's going through your head when that happens anything well i'm probably blackout so <laughs> i'm like do whatever take, you want with my body take a double stud <laughs> at the point that i'm having sex with someone who i don't know um it, uh historically i would not notice them taking a blue chew uh i think that would be like that's cool historically um, yeah well, yeah based on what but if my current i have a boyfriend now if he needed one i would be surprised because he's never had a hard time but no judgment no he's never he's never had a soft time i guess i think what you mean hey hey there it is (laughs) everyone's a comedian sometimes (laughs) got a job to do pal so i do have a question because i was you know on a bunch of videos you have this roast like a harry potter thing like what was like what is that about oh i don't know Uh, i was it was just some comedy central corporate show they'll do like corporate they'll show they'll have shows for their comedy central employees and this one was just a roast of harry potter are you a harry potter fan uh i read the books but i i wouldn't call myself a, a potter head right I just happened to be booked on that, that roast as Hermione and then wrote right. a bunch of jokes. Adult Harry Potter fans uh, are the equivalent of like adult Disney fans. They're just oh, very weird. You don't have to tell me. I, I like my, my day job is involved in like consumer products and merchandise. Yeah. One of the main things we I've spent years doing is catering to the Harry Potter fans. Dude, they're so, like, grow the fuck up. Oh, my God. I went to the opening of the Harry Potter Park in Universal oh, yeah. Studios. Yeah. And it was a it was a opening only for, like, you know, the people that work for Universal and the Harry right. Potter and Wizarding World and business partners. So it was very small. It was for, like, five or 600 people. Right. The, the two days before the actual park opened to the fans, there were people camped out more than two days in the advance no, yeah, I, 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 I love the Harry in. Potter fans thank you very much for paying my rent right but like there's something very scary about that it's really scary I mean it makes sense because it's such a huge thing but yeah. personally I mean I read the books twice through as a kid very fun as a kid the movies whatever it just didn't stick with me yeah. the way it did with other people I don't know there's many other books out there and fantasy worlds yeah. I mean, it's a very co- they're very cozy books, and I understand. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's just a weird like I don't I don't understand much of any of those fandoms, regardless of right. what it is. You know, when I was in college, there was a sports Quidditch team, 
I don't know if they had them at your colleges where they would yeah. run around on the grass with broomsticks and I'd just be like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? They had that on uh, that, you know, the show Truth or Dare, not Truth or Dare, uh, whatever that new that show is on channel ABC where they, um, they tell the truth, to tell the truth, where okay. they have three people go on the show yeah. and one of them tells the truth and the other are lying. Okay, yeah. One of the things I saw last week was a Quidditch team. Like, yeah. a, that, not a professional, but a, there was a Quidditch yeah. champion. I'm like, that guy's on television. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's so like they run around on brooms or noodles. Yeah. They did pool noodles at my school and threw the balls at each other. Oh my god! I don't they, know. They were all blacked out. That was that was the. They were all blacked out. I don't so weird. That. I know I do that when I'm blacked out, but. <laughs> but not at all. Oh, weird. It's like very like. Um, you know that you're never gonna experience the magic of the world. Why would you pretend with this fake way <laughs> to be in it? Get Very up weird to me. To do some stand-up Quidditch. Right, team. right. That's the real magic. Yeah, that's where the magic happens. <laughs> um, all right. Listen. Thank you very much. Is there anything like we need to plug for you besides your podcast and? Uh, no, and podcast and Insta are both good for me. Cool. I have I have no upcoming shows so <laughs> that anyone would be interested in i cannot emphasize how uh not fulfilling the outdoor shows are they're fun but they are they are also not amazing they're right. lacking so your insta is so mad right m-a-d-d-y mm -hmm. yeah. -D -D yep um that's where they can find you and all over youtube yep funny videos yep pretty much so, Nick, anything you want to end on besides your pretty face? That's definitely not what I want to end on. I just want to say thank you for taking the time. Yeah, you of course. Know, you know, especially at your level. You're on Wiling Out. Like, you know, I... <laughs> dazzled hoodies. That's really dope. I know. Like, autograph one and send it to Greg and I. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, I do need to get rid of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to get rid of something, I will gladly take it. I'll, I'll send you a hoodie. I, I don't wear it. I don't even wear it to bed. After that cancellation, I was like, I can't even. I can't even wear this logo to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it. tell Viacom I said that. <laughs> we will get the direct line in. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, good thanks. Thank you. We will be in touch, all right? Sounds good. See thank you guys. You. Bye. 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 Hey, Nick, I got to thank you for the amazing birthday gift this year. Uh, best gift I got all year from our new sponsor, Manscaped. You hooked me up with the Lawnmower 3.0. That's right, baby. I called ahead to make sure it worked on gray hairs as well as regular hairs. So, um, yeah, you're all good. You're, you're good to go, man. Can't wait to see that pruned tree of yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pruned. And I got to tell you, the other thing that's great about it is it's not just for using downstairs. I used it on my face right after I used it downstairs. But got to tell you, it's for the money that I didn't spend, you did. It, it really gives you the best and safest shave anywhere you want to use it. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Your downstairs looks just like your upstairs. So It does because I have a boyish... Um, how do you say, glisten to myself? <laughs> that sounds horrifying, but I'm glad that thing works. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. I have it as well. And as a hairy Sicilian gorilla, I need that.
big time. It's uh, it's honestly one of my favorite tools. Like, not even kidding. One of my favorite things I use. I have all my friends using it as well, and they thought I was just trying to sell them something just because they're our sponsor. But they love it as well. Well, for all of our listeners. If you use our code MANGINA20 at manscaped.com, you will get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's MANGINA20 at manscaped.com.